Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Ang- Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30K LAA. Boy, are we full today. <laughs> we got a big panel here. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. Let me go to your co-host. I got Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Howdy, hi, Southern California. I've got Mr. Tony Williams, the, the, the freshwater guru. How you doing, Tony? Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Good to be back. I've got Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Our dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. I've got Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Sergio. And we've got Rick Fuentes from... uh, In fact, I'm going to talk to him about some other things here, but also representing Fishing Syndicate. Rick Fuentes, good morning, sir. Good morning, everyone. You know, I said I'm going to ask you, you know, you're, you're Cuban descent. Yes, sir. What the hell is going on over there? Yep. Finally, uh, you know, people started uh, to revolt against the government. They saw a weakness with the change in power, and right. it seems like that's the opportunity for these people well, to get what. some liberty. I, I know, unfortunately, Argentine. Uh, we, we we sent you a bad Argentine. <laughs> okay, but um, I support the Cuban people big time. Okay, so uh, it, it's time for all this crap to go away. But anyway, um, welcome to the to the show, and that's about as political as we're going to get today, and we're going to talk about fishing. All right. Sounds good? Sounds good. Sounds all good. right. Well, listen, Tony, let's go ahead and start up with you. Uh, get some fresh water between you and uh, the Mac report here. Yeah, I mean, well, let's start with uh, my favorite city, Lake Elsinore, which is just hopping right now when it comes to the fishing. We just, you know, a couple weeks ago had our fourth, our eighth annual Dream Extreme event, and, uh, you know, it just started kicking off there. It seemed like the fish have been biting all season, and uh, with the catfish and the bass and the carp and all the other strains of fish, man, it is a great fishery. I've been out float tubing a couple times this week, and uh, the catfishing is pretty much the ticket right now. If you want to get out and go to Lake Elsinore, catch some catfish, and the bass are on the chew. So it's a great opportunity, you know, just to get out again and get out with your yeah, friends we're, and family. I think the spawning is towards the, the tail end there at, uh, at, at uh, the lake, but um, still a lot of fish to catch. A lot of fish to catch. I've been busy in the uh, making, you know, consistently making Mac baits. We're stocking up all the stores. Williams Bait and Tackle continues to stock up. And, you know, people are using these as a, a prepaid, uh, pre cut, pre cut macro bites and chunks. They're already marinated in the bite on Cajun. And, um, yeah, it's just been a great season so far. Ever since, you know, we've been kind of off the lockdown and COVID, people have been fishing. They're getting out, they're going to the parks, they're going ocean fishing. And uh, it's nice to see everybody finally getting out again. 
Very cool. Very cool. All right, Mac, what's going on? Um, yeah, as Tony said, you know, the Mac bites, um, those catfish, man, they love them. One of the lakes uh, that's actually been doing really well on them is Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes consistently stocks every single week with thousands of pounds of catfish. Uh, this week, they actually threw in a little bonus stock of uh, tilapia. So that lakes definitely give you a, a, a few options as far as, you know, what you want to catch there. Um, typically, the, the, the guys that are catching, you know, you come on a Friday the day after the stock. The catfish are still, uh, still pretty much shallow. I mean, they're, they're, uh, you know, once they put in the lake, they don't go to deep water yet. So guys you know, typically casting about 10, 15 feet out, maybe even 20. Uh, they're getting bit over there by the boat docks, uh, over there by a couple of the beaches. And then uh, the couple days after, then you get the, you know, the, the guys on the float tubes and the rental boats that are getting them. So uh, they're definitely uh, swimming around and eating very well. All right. Well, listen, I, I know I'm going to interrupt you with something, but I have to because we're about to get on the boat. A huge shout out to our dear friends, uh, Don and Mike, Don Southern and Mike Marsh and Lucci and Rhonda down there. They're uh, not my Rhonda, another Rhonda. Um, they're down in the East Cape. They're about to board their boat for the Dorado shootout that's happening today at the Van Warmer Resort. So Don, Mike. I see the photos. You guys get ready. We wish you the absolute best. And you know what, Ron? They shouldn't get off the plane without winning, right? So I wouldn't come back if I were them. Yeah, so <laughs> if you don't win, Don, no more breakfast out here for you. Anyway, listen, best of luck to you guys. I know some big fish have been caught. Uh, I think yesterday they had a 54-pound Dorado nice. that was caught. Yeah, not other by a friend That's of a ours, Conklin. Okay, so um, it's all good. Anyway, you guys have a good one. I want to make sure we, we send you the right shout out. So, okay, let's get back to freshwater. Yep, uh, freshwater. And then uh, even though we're in SoCal, there is a really hot uh, trout bite that's still going on, and that's going to be a Big Bear Lake. A lot of guys are trolling right now for Big Bear. Um, uh, they're using, uh, like, flicker shads, anything, like, in the brighter color, um, the, t the fire tiger color, Rapala is like a PE5, a PE7. Um, they're going about three to four colors of lead core, uh, traveling around two miles an hour to like 2.2, getting them, you know, over by the famous, you know, Red House, by the dam, over there by Windy Point. Um, pretty much, I mean, all, all the top side of the lake there is getting bit, so definitely Big Bear. Um, one more shout out uh, as far as trout goes. Um, I think if you guys remember back in uh, October when I first threw out pictures of this huge brown. Uh, caught in uh, New Zealand. It was uh, 44 pounds, 5 ounces. It wasn't official by any means. It just, you know, they weighed it. And the guy that caught it weighed it um, over there. And uh, turns out, just this past week, the IGFA uh, accepted the uh, the record. So now that's the new all-tackle world record is 44 pounds, 5 ounces, uh, caught in the, the Oahu Canal over there in New Zealand. That's a massive trout. That's man. huge. Forty-five pounder. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a small tuna. <laughs> I wonder how. It pulls. Yeah, I guess uh, um, the the previous record uh, was caught in 2013 at 42 pounds one ounce in the same place. And uh, I've actually talked to a few guys uh, in New Zealand um, that fish this area, and they told me that it's a big hatchery area. So a lot of these fish are the reason why they're getting so big. Not only are they sea run. Um, but, you know, all the feed and stuff coming for the hatcheries, coming down that flow right there, these wild, you know, these wild browns are eating that, and then they're just, as you can see, they're just getting colossal. Wow. Carson, what's your take on that? Uh, pretty, it is a pretty amazing spot, uh, although 
the American record, which was the world record till uh, the one that Andrew just mentioned, uh, was 41-something uh, out of a tributary of the Great Lakes. So we're not that far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pretty impressive fish, but, yeah, it takes takes those type of exceptional conditions to grow, to grow fish that's that much above normal. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's a big fish. Were you, were you fishing with two-pound test? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And a big net. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No, yeah. Um, no, a very there, big net. Is there a nuclear plant nearby? <laughs> there might be. <laughs> Do they have three eyes? <laughs> no, I've seen some. I mean, uh, in South America, I've seen some big ones, but, I mean, we're talking just shy of 30 pounds. Yeah. And those are massive. I can't imagine what a 44 would look like. Well, mm-hmm. Santa Ana River Lakes continues to stock in the trout. It's the category of the largest trout we've ever seen. You know, my biggest my biggest fish there is 21 and a half pounds. Now, I have seen, trout. A, I have seen a difference in the way they look, okay, uh, of a trout that's planted right. versus a wild trout. For mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Um Carson, you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, they're deformed. They seem deformed, the ones that are planted, where the tails are almost non-existent, and they're just they're just a, a big mass. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the fish that are big are grown in the hatchery to be big. They, they don't just have a you know a large communal pool where they go, oh, there's a big one over there, net him. Oh, there's a big one over there, net him. They have these relatively small pools, and and the fish, you know, they wear their tails out, you know, kind of swimming more or less in a, a pretty small area, and they are not, obviously you can't force feed a fish, but they are fed regularly, much like, the, you know, sort of the uh, the accidental conditions that exist in in New Zealand for those, for those record fish, but they are fed regularly where they just stuff their faces almost 24 hours a day, so they grow very, very big. Uh, a lot of them are also triploids. It depends on exactly where where you're getting your, your fish from. But a triploid is where they irradiate the eggs. You know when when uh, you know when they're obviously when they're still in the egg stage. So and again, Sergio, mm-hmm. your rule is don't get political. So the trout are neither male nor female. You know, they are they are neither so all their all the their entire body <laughs> they're generous and grow wow eat and grow that's all they do and so yeah they are a little bit different than uh, you know just a, a, a big fish that uh, or a fish a wild fish that just got big on its own yeah that's that's very much a purposeful mm. uh, uh, target when they they they'll take you know pond A and go okay these guys are going to take two years. To grow to uh, 18 pounds, and they just leave them alone and feed them for two years. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now we know the difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. So New Zealand. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Always. Let's plan a trip. Go catch uh, some of those uh, kingfish. They call them. Oh, they're, they're the big time. Yeah. The little, <coughs> yeah. Hundred pound yellowtail. Little big. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, I didn't realize until about a couple of years ago that there's yellowtail and. In almost every sea in the ocean, there's five oh, wow. seas, five oceans. Um, I didn't know we had them in Argentina on the Atlantic. I stocked them. Oh, you stocked them. Very, very good. Thanks, Tony. And uh, they're biting the bite on Cajun. No, um, they call them lemon, limon. Limon. Really? Um, yeah. Why I don't know. I've seen I've seen them catch them out of the Atlantic. Uh, we know they're on the Pacific side. We know they're on 
the Western they're in, Pacific. They're in Chile mm-hmm. on the in the uh, you know the same latitude as mm-hmm. California. They're also in Chile on the Pacific side. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Chile and to Washington. Are, yeah, Chile is you know where I was born is Mendoza. I'm just over the Andes of Santiago, which is the capital of Chile. It's almost the same exact weather patterns, everything as California, with the same longitude, if you wish, mm-hmm. it be reversed. Okay, the only thing that is, when it's summer there, it's winter here, mm-hmm. back and forth. Chilean white sea bass. You have like, what I don't know if they have calicos. That'd be kind of cool to figure that out. Maybe they have spider right. bass. I can hear the music. We're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we'll, we'll get deep into some of the local fishing. All right, I, I want to go really, really deep, swordfish deep. Okay, this <laughs> Angels Radio, AM830 KLA, we're right back. The cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every rose has its Angels Radio, AM830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. Big shout-out to uh, Dave Oreb. He's over at Silverwood Lake. He's been trying to see uh, where Andrew's at. Andrew's right here. At least I think he's here, Dave. But anyway, <laughs> huge shout-out. Another huge shout-out to my boy, Cliff. Uh, you hang in there, bud. You just hang in there. Fight this fight. We're with you the whole way. Okay? And, again, uh, and Paul. Paul's on the East Coast. Okay? I don't know what you're doing on the East Coast, but uh, you decided to go right through uh, during hurricane season. <laughs> you got hit by a hurricane. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, it's really nice weather here, Paul, right now. <laughs> really flat seas, gorgeous tuna bite. Get back here soon. 
All right, let's get back to uh, let's round up to freshwater. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, that's pretty much it. Just a catfish bite is going off of the Sierras. The Sierras been getting some really good trout lately. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the lakes, uh, um, they actually have to do private stocking. Um, I know a lot of the resorts, um, you know, they're getting them uh, from different hatcheries. And it's uh, pretty common to see five, six pounders, um, but you still see the uh, the eights and tens. Um, if you remember that brown trout the lady caught out of uh, June Lake, uh, what was it, about uh, three months ago, mm-hmm. um, when I contacted her, it was 11-pounder, and I said, hey, I go, what do you, you know, what pound test and all that? She said, six-pound, you know, and all the, I got all the details. Um, she actually called the IGFA, and uh, she actually got approved for the line class record as well. So now she has uh, the six-pound brown trout line class record. That, that, so that's yeah, see, that, that's cool. That, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in that. All right. So freshwater is going on, but definitely saltwater oh, is yeah. going off big time. Okay. Um, I think everybody here, uh, with the exception of Mia, Mia, you're Mia. Mia is you're, here. I, actually, he's here. I'm a here. I'm a here. Uh, before we get into the saltwater, you're going to be attending a uh, a big thing, Steve. I'm assuming you're going as well to ICAST 2021. Um, why don't you start off, uh, Mia, Hia, what are you going to be doing over there? So my main focus is to see some of the new products. It's obviously a place for showcasing new products. It's the International Convention of Allied Sporting Fishing Trade, so all the big brands are going to be there. It's uh, the first big convention since I since the COVID, and uh, so it's really good good time. Now, I've, I'm not actually going to display, but I'm going, I'd like to see some of the actual... Um, uh, go as a, a conventioner mm-hmm. and uh, interview and get to see some of the newer products that are going to be displayed on the market. All right. And then, uh, Steve, you're, are you going this year? Oh, I'm definitely going. And, you know, I'm finally figuring out how much I really missed out on by not going last year. Well, nobody went because, of course, the show was physically canceled. Uh, we tried to have, they called it a virtual ICAST last year. Um, it was unsatisfactory, to say the least. Uh, I mean, there's just no substitute for everybody being there in person, kind of rubbing elbows, maybe drinking coffee, waiting, you know, waiting to get in in the morning, wandering around in the food court. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hey, Joe, I haven't seen you in three years, you know, kind of thing. And then, of course, the new product showcase and... And I'm pretty sure he's out there listening right now. Maybe he'll call in. Uh, Mike Lum, one of uh, one of uh, the show's biggest fans, and and I'm one of his biggest fans, is going to be there in the new product showcase, kind of keeping an eye mm-hmm. on everybody and uh, making sure it runs smoothly. And that is really, if you want to see, and it's not not the new products that are in your tackle shop now. It's the new products that are going to be in your tackle shop next year there's no other preview of fishing tackle like this anywhere on the planet yeah but before everybody gets on a plane and go just understand this is an industry event it's not meant for the general public Mm -hmm. so this is where the buyers and sellers get together you get to showcase some new product uh they get first dibs on it and uh usually we get to see you know some of the winners and some some information starts to trickle out but this is the debut in fact uh uh notice a big absence here ben ben is on his way uh he's going to go a little bit early to see if he can get a couple of days fishing in florida yeah. uh, he's go he's taking his daughter so he's going to get some fishing in i think he was going to fish with uh with holland over there 
Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we're actually fishing on. Uh, we're fishing tomorrow when we get in. We'll be flying tonight and then fishing tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, so at least one good day of bass fishing. Oh, very cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Big... Unfortunately, I don't get to fish. What? <laughs> I'm, fl- I'm flying Monday, Monday, and, and of course, you got to remember with the reverse time change. Um, you're pretty much in the air all day when you're going out there. Yeah, it's a five-hour so, flight. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, if, if you can get it on nonstop. Hey, I'm on the Southwest Frequent Flyer Plan. That means I'll, I'll, be, I'll be, like, hopscotching across the country. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, w- once I get there, whenever that is, assuming I do get there eventually, and I'll be wearing, even though I'm fully vaccinated, I'll be wearing my mask all the way, all the way across the country. Um, I will be in the... Uh, in the pan fishing tackle booth. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the larger pure fishing booth is going to be laid out. I hear it's going to be even bigger than normal, and normally it's really big. And so I will be positioned somewhere near where the new product is. Uh, I guess I'll just find out when I get there exactly where that's going to be. But, yeah, anybody that's out there, and, and I'm going to go look and find Mike Lum on my own, so he doesn't have to worry. We will We will hook up. But anybody else that happens to be going out there that that works for uh, a tackle company, I actually found out that, that uh, a 20-year-old college kid who lives near me, his friend's dad operates a very popular booth, and he'll be out there he'll be out there uh, working at the same time I'm out there. So it's pretty much a gathering of everybody that's in the industry. It would be nice if they would let the public in. Uh, just not going to happen. So, no, right. yeah. Um, it, 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 I, well, that's what Fred Hall is for, right? So mm-hmm. that, that's exactly. what, thank exactly. you. Yeah. So this is this is something that uh, you know this is where the buyers and sellers come about, and this is how they distribute all the different products. So it's all good. But you know what? Here's what happens on our show. Okay, you you make a mention, Steve Carson, and, and you throw out a name like that. <laughs> Next thing you know, okay. We're gonna we're gonna have to gaff this one, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Leilani, can you cue him up? I, did I chum did I chum him up properly? I, he's chummed. <laughs> Hold on, so let me put the gaff on him, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Mr. Mike Lum. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. All the talk of iCast got my attention. Thank you, Steve. So, what are you gonna well, be doing it there? It wouldn't be iCast if you weren't there. That's right. Well, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I missed uh, last year's uh, last year altogether, and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, my role back there is to help produce the new product showcase, and that's what I've been doing for about 15 years. Um, in uh, in all the years that uh, ICAST has moved around the country, it's kind of settled in on Orlando, and um, and the show does very very well there. The new product showcase. Is, uh, is really a time saver for the guys that come and try to see everything that all those manufacturers have to offer. It's almost impossible to see everything in the short time that people have. So the new product showcase is kind of like putting it under a microscope so you can see all the, all the manufacturers that have new things for 2022 now uh, will be debuted there at ICAST. So it's really cool to be able to see all the new stuff first. And uh, and uh, all the media and all the wholesale buyers come in and uh, they take a quick look around and then they know what destinations in the show they absolutely have to see so they don't miss anything. So it's a very valuable tool. 
but it's a lot of fun at the same time. All right. Now, it used to be uh, once in Vegas, once in Orlando, so it, it really right. has stayed there now for uh, how many shows now in Orlando? About four or five in a row? Well, I would say five at this point. Um, but but it was never really planned to go back and forth. It, it used to move around the country, literally. It would go to different cities, and it was in Chicago, and it was in, it was in uh, Dallas back in the day. It was in New Orleans a few times. So it did move all across the country. But when it settled into Las Vegas for about a five- or six-year run, it was very, very popular. And then uh, someone got the idea to try to move it to uh, Florida, because of uh, Florida is one of the most fishy states in the, in the nation. They support their fishing and their industry like no other. They really, really uh, capitalize on, on the great fishing they have. And California has, in my opinion, equally good fishing. We just don't, as a state, promote it and embrace it like they do. So when they moved to Orlando that first time, people kind of complained because of the, the humidity and the heat and the time of the year and all that. But the show was very well attended. And mm -hmm. so then they went right back to Vegas, and then they went back to Orlando. So it got into that cycle, but now they just stay in Orlando, and it's been that way for, like I say, five, six years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I love it because you guys start posting a whole bunch of pictures, and, you know, um, you know, I, I know who you know who wins the best, best, best show, or best of this, best of that, and it's kind of cool. I have the insight on a couple of new reels that are out because Ben kind of let the – out of the bag. I'm, I, I was sworn to secrecy not to say what's there, <laughs> but there is some uh, new product coming out. I'm sure Penn's got some new product as well. So it, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So Tony, you go represent. All right. I, I may sneak. I, I mean, I, I hope I'm, you I, fly up, Sergio. It's a great trip. You got to get up there. I mean, I did look, and there is spots available on the plane. I just got a place to stay. So um, it'd you, be you got to mask up on that airplane, Sergio. Huh? You got a mask up on oh, that yeah. airplane. They don't let me because they like my face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you like that, Mikey? No, 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 no problem. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I just got off a plane. You know, uh, went up to see my folks again, and yeah, no problem. I have no problem with that. You know, it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm fully vaccinated, so I don't care anymore. I'll be honest with you, I don't care anymore. All right, so uh, you're fully vaccinated. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, you may may not carry it. That's a different thing. If you do carry it. It's supposed to be asymptomatic or at least in my case i don't want to come i don't want to go to a hospital and i don't want to die yeah. so i i can well you need to come to icast and and you got a place to stay with me because we got a big place out there but but we're not going to have like a, a one year <laughs> hey the first time he goes out there he got sold to build the goods uh steve and mike <laughs> he goes out there and they told him this is a great place he gets there you got mugged didn't you? i got well i got robbed he I got robbed got him. yeah <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, he got so, robbed. Okay. Well, you know, when you do part of these shows, I mean, there is a there is a, a travel time, and I, I just didn't plan in time, and the, all the hotels were taken, so I thought I'd, I'd well, you you took know, that get a good deal. A great recommendation. <laughs> it, was like, it was under construction, and as a result, there was uh, some things that I could have watched out a little bit better. But uh, you learned. Hey, and it hey was... Rick, Rick, it's Orlando, it's Miami, a lot of Cubans over there. You think it might have been the Cubans? It's a little Cuban. It had, it had, they had to have had something to do with it. It definitely wasn't. If Cubans. you heard Oye Chico, then you know you got. Then you, you know it's definitely Cuban. not. Okay, could have been Puerto Rican. Could have been Puerto Rican. Okay, so yeah. Now I can say that because I am Hispanic. Okay. Yeah. So there so you go. I. Sorry, Steve now, and Mike, you guys can't. Not a word from the two of you. <laughs> all, all, all I can say is when you're when you're at this show mm -hmm. 
every, well, almost every, because, well, I don't know, it sounds like maybe you might uh, make a guest appearance, but every famous TV fisherman, every famous book author, everybody you've ever heard of, you mm-hmm. know, from Bill Dance, you know, uh, you know, right on down. To Tony Williams. And Roland, Roland Martin, <laughs> wandering around the aisles, you know, like, you know, they're, they're shopping for groceries. They, yeah. It is literally the entire fishing industry worldwide. There's plenty of people, you know, that have really good haircuts and stuff, and you're like, uh, you know, I should recognize that guy. And then you come <laughs> to realize that they're, that they're a fishing TV personality in Europe or Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's truly everybody. Just Definitely. an amazing, amazing event. All right. Well, listen. You know, one, one, yeah. one, one last comment about that, that that I want to throw in there is with the advent of everybody having cell phones in their pocket with uh, video, good quality video, there is almost instantly great information coming out to the public on on the Internet coming out of that show. So for any of the listeners that feel like they may be being left out of this, don't. Just Google iCast uh, starting on uh, Wednesday, and you'll start seeing these new products and you'll see interviews you'll see videos you'll see all that stuff well maybe you know let me see if i plan it good for next year maybe we go over there and actually create an episode uh at the icast so if we can get the permission of, of, of showcasing some of the new product we can get out on tv that'd be kind of cool for everybody Very to see cool. so we did one uh, we did like that a couple for the fred hall show i'd love to do something for the kai cast yeah all right listen i got uh, the music coming on mike stay on i want to talk to you about friends Rallo. all right folks you're on angels radio ama 30 kla this is angler chronicles and we'll be right back that's all we've got. you say you just don't see it he says it's perfect sense you just can't get a Angels Radio. AMA 30. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. 
Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM830. Shack, well, let's. Uh, there'll be a lot of shacks at the ICAST show 2021. Just go, uh, go check them out. And uh, Carson, Mike Lum, you'll, you both are going to be there. Same with with Tony. I'll, I'm, I'm going to see Tony. You really, you're pushing me. Okay, I know there's flights available. I already checked from Orange County, so let's see. All right, so here's. Um, let me ask you a question, Mike. Uh, what's the latest on Friends of All? Well, we've just wrapped up uh, Tuna Wars, which everybody was. Uh, was so helpful. We don't want to talk about Tuna Wars. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, remember, remember, it's all about the kids. So, well, yeah, but we don't want we don't want to talk about what the results were. Why not? Well, but, I, I know, I know, but uh, you know, twenty two teams, two teams, somebody has to win. Well, but twenty seven pounds, lose, but somebody wins. Twenty seven pounds That's separating the two. Wow. And we're talking, uh, you guys had like 500 and change. We had 480-something, 90s. 27 pounds was the difference. That was That's nothing. fishing. That's I, one fish. You know, and, and, and you should have seen, you weren't on our boat. And I'm going, don't kill and gut it. Don't kill and gut it. And they're going, oh, no, they, they, they've agreed to. I go, it's Paul. I doubt they agreed that you know, um, Dave was going, well, we do have that unknown. It is uh, Paul Ebert on the other side. We don't know if he, they will or not. But now, nah, listen. I, I, wait, I will. I will. I will tell you, a big part of the challenge for me in that is trying to keep everybody on the same track when you're dealing with two groups of, of anglers that are very competitive and you don't have 100% communication all the time while that's going on. There's times when I really wonder, or, you know, we got to make sure we stay on the same track here. But the bottom line is we caught some enormous fish. The quality of the fish was like nothing we'd ever seen at that at that event, and uh, and the kids won big time. We're going to be able to add over fifteen hundred kids mm-hmm. to the program as a result of everybody's generosity. So that's that's the big win right there. Well, let me tell you something. One of the things that we always fear when we're filming is, you know, I mean, you're banking that that particular day the fish are going to bite, right? And so sometimes you're sweating it because you just don't have enough fish or whatever. Well, by nine o'clock in the morning john goes huh we've got 85 percent of a show i said what he goes yeah he told me the same thing on this ocean odyssey trip i go really he got he goes yeah so the the icing was to see marciano actually uh, on a fish and i kept saying to him it's not a rod holder anymore, right? You're holding the rod. He goes, well, you guys use these little tiny reels. And I go, well, welcome to California, you know. So, um, Well, yeah. you know, Nancy has caught on to West Coast-style fishing very, very well over the years. I mean, she, she not only loves it, but she's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year when, when I was on the boat with, with you guys, um, you know, she hooked and handed a lot. I guess it was two years ago. She hooked and handed a lot of fish. Uh, to other people, and, and that was just fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, well, so I t- I it did. is a fun event. Is a fun event, mm-hmm. but honestly, 
the tournament aspect of it really takes a backseat to the fact this is a fundraiser for the Friends of Rollo. And what we do with the money is we take kids that have never had the opportunity to be on the ocean on their first ocean fishing trip. And these are kids from all walks of life. Some of these kids have never even seen the ocean uh, mm-hmm. before. And so we, we really try hard in a lot of different ways to raise money to let these kids have that experience because we know how life-changing it can be. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. If people wanted to make a donation to help out for this cause, where would they go? Well, RolloKids.org is the website, and you can just make a regular you know, donation and any amount you want. There's also an opportunity there if you want to make a recurring donation. You can do that as well. Some people you know, just send 10 20 bucks a month. And it, it adds up. It takes us now with the with the reduced loads on the boats. It's taken us uh, close to forty dollars each time we put a kid on a boat. So you know you do the math on that and you go, wow. That so if you wanted to if you wanted to you know get three four kids a year out on a boat, uh, we would need about one hundred and twenty dollars to get uh, three of them out there. And so if you if you gave ten bucks a month. That's what you would do, and, and it's real painless. It's, it's automatic. You get a receipt for it. it. goes on your debit card or credit card, and it's super easy. RolloKids.org, and just go into the donation tab, and you'll see all that. And, of course, throughout the year, we have different fundraisers. Um, we, the next big fundraiser we have coming up will be the kickoff of our annual raffle, but that won't be until September. So we'll let you know more about that as we get closer. Okay, but uh, you're sold down on the reel a week, correct? Yes, Real of Week is done uh, for this year. And, uh, you know, I, I said that, but I think we had about 10 tickets mm-hmm. that we had held for the uh, Tuna Wars, which, um, which we ended up not using. So it's possible that Tim still has a handful of tickets. And you would uh, get a hold of him by just uh, sending an email to win at rollokids.org. Win at rollokids.org. And just put your name, phone number. Uh, on the email and uh, how many tickets you want. If, if you want uh, two tickets, four tickets, if you buy four of them, you get a fifth one for free. If he has enough to do that, I don't even know if we have enough to do that. But but just let him know, and uh, it's win at rollokids.org, and Tim Baker will retrieve that email and get back to you. All right. Uh, and when does the raffle for the Real Week start? I believe the 20, it, it's the 27th, I think, of August. So we got about a month before before we'll start drawing those. We never know how long it's going to take to sell those tickets out, and we don't want to start drawing them until we get them sold out. So they sold fast this year, so that's why there's a little lag time here. But uh, yeah, the end of August, and then we'll draw them every Tuesday. Uh, every Tuesday we draw, we announce the winner on Wednesday, and we'll do that right through the end of the year. All right, because Rhonda's been bugging me. She bought some, and she goes, come on, I'm going to win a reel. I'm going to win a reel. I go, Rhonda, relax. Yeah, she's all excited, yeah. All right, well, listen, well, thank you, uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, any other news you want to let us know about, or is it, we're good? No, well, I think we're all good. We're, we're all focused on ICAST. You can tell everybody's excited about it, and, um, and so I'm looking forward to getting back there and getting to work. All right, you got it, bud. All right, thank you, Mike Lum. Okay, and, and dry, you know, have a safe, safe flight. All right, Tony, you're gonna have some company over there. Okay. Oh yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. All right, well, let, let we've got two good, good, good people in here. We got Oliver and we've got Rick. And uh, Rick, you went out fishing. Uh, you went, you went to try out this swordfish thing. Okay, uh, so why don't you give us a little synopsis of what it was? 
So, you know, I had the, the unique opportunity to get out there with uh, one of the local experts, uh, Serge Vasquez, who does a lot of this uh, deep dropping for swordfish. It's a fishery I had never really experienced before. Uh, we put our, a couple of our fishing syndicate swordfish rods on board, and we were, you know, we worked hard to get a bite. I'll tell you, I had never experienced that, and the uh, the preparation for these deep drops is incredible as far as gearing up, knot tying, bait presentation, bait preparation, uh, really, really intricate in, in how that's done. And, you know, you're deep dropping 15, 1,600 feet at times uh, for these swordfish. And it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, you know. It's boat positioning, everything that goes into it. I'm telling you, I had new respect for that. And uh, we had a few guys that were on board with us uh, learning uh, the, same, the, the same techniques and stuff. And uh, Ralph Acker from uh, Big Game Hunters and Ralph Nunez and Howard Fulmer. And, you know, we all got out there and learned a ton, I'm telling you, because there's a lot to learn uh, to that particular well, it's a different fishery. type of fishery. So let me go to Oliver. Oliver, what, what's considered a swordfish rod? What's the model number? <clears throat> so typically uh, these rods are straight glass. You want a, a very soft tip because you're dropping so so deep. Um, you need to see that tip, um, you know, bend mm -hmm. or that little variation that Rick was talking about earlier on, on that tip. And so you need a very soft tip to be able to um, see the bite and be able to get that, you know, so that So you're 100% fiberglass on those things? 100% fiberglass. Okay, and what's the length? So are they going to bend butt for the most part? Mm -hmm. The blade or the blank itself, between 5 and 5.6, five, that'll give you enough length with the bent butt so that, you know, you end up having a rod that's about 7 feet long when you measure from, you know, end to end. Okay. And uh, the rating on those things? Uh, 50 to 100, 60 to 130, so typically 80 to 100 pound rods. You, you want something that's going to be able to load, first of all, that action on the tip, but also you want something that's going to have a lot of power because, you know, once you hook onto one of these beasts, which is what they are, right, beasts of the deep, uh, you got to have power to be able to pull, pull them up. All right. Well, let me ask you a question, Rick, on the other hand. Um, uh, the rods are in the rod holder, right? Exactly. And you're using electric reel. Big electric reels. All right. So let me go back to Oliver. So the 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 way the rod moves, the way that I mean, it's on the rod holder. Okay. Is there a specific design that you're looking for? A, a specific bend? No. So you know the the bend parts are um, are made by different manufacturers at around a 45 degree angle. And then once you put that blade on and you put it in the uh, in the rod holder, that rod literally is at about a 45 degree angle from you know in comparison to the water. So you want to have that angle so that when that tip starts to move, you're able to then set that hook, that rod loads, and now it, it's the same thing as you holding your 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 rod when you're tuna yellowtail fishing into your gut right with your arm extended out uh, on the foregrip. So you know, it's already the the bend parts already made to uh, to do that for you. Okay, so that's when you say the bent. I've seen the rod. The the, the uh, folks for you guys that 
don't know what I mean. Uh, what he means is it, you have the butt is actually bent. It's a metal piece that goes mm -hmm. on the bottom behind the reel seat, and it's bent. And it's perfect for you to put on the rod holder, okay? And it bends the rod. It brings a little bit down. Creates when, a better action for the yeah, rod. Yeah, and some people actually use that bent butt to um, to do stand-up uh, fishing. Um, when you go to... It's yeah. a little hard. It's a little hard, but... Because um, you really can't put that on your on your belly. Because, well, it depends on the bend. Some of them, some are, are yours adjustable? Yeah, so so oh, some yeah. of them are adjustable, right? Uh, they adjust but most of them are not. Most of them are straight 45 degree angle. Okay, all right. Well, let me adjust this for you. We got to <laughs> take a short break. All right, this is Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA, and I'm, I'm really fascinated with um, with this whole concept, so we'll talk a little bit more. We'll be right back, folks. This is Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Radio AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio AM I walk along the boardwalk. How's that? Instead of the avenue down the dock. Okay. Did you run? Me? Did you run, Mac? Did you run? I have a body of not a runner. No? Okay, I walked. Well, let me tell <laughs> of, you what of I did not see. a runner. I like that. <laughs> when Ron and I went fishing on the Ocean Eyes, we saw a flock of seagulls. Oh, there you go. Boom. You like that, Ron? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't Rim think. Shot, yeah. Well, I don't think this is this is Ron's music, but it, it's okay. I had to, I had to go to him for a second there. All right, let me let me go back and finish this whole uh, broad thing. I'm fascinated. Uh, in the break, you mentioned something I think is very unique, Oliver. Why don't you share with our audience? 
Yeah, so talking about the uh, bent butts, um, they typically go from size 2 to a size 6. Uh, depending on the manufacturer, most manufacturers will rate, uh, say, a size 2 to be a 50-pound class, 30 to 50-pound class. Uh, be, uh, the 4, a 50 to 80, and then a 6, uh, about a 130-pound class. I believe that the 6 is what they would be using uh, in Wicked Tuna. Straight glass rods. Those rods are about eight, eight to nine feet long. On these rods, we've built a couple of uh, bent butts. Um, they're known as an 80-pound rod mm -hmm. for the Big Marlin and Kona. So we have a couple of boats that use those, use our rods, um, you know, for, for the uh, uh, Marlin fishing. And so, what we are using here is a little bit different, right? Uh, glass. There's there's different types of glass, different. Um, ways to uh, blend them and the type of finish that you give that that uh, that blank depends on the fishery so for swordfish you really you need a, a you really know, soft I, tip and i know we're talking about swordfish and it's a highly specialized thing you know the majority of people don't do that but what i'm fascinated is you came on the scene about three years ago or four years ago four years ago four years ago and it's it, the whole. I mean, you, when I go visit you at your shop, which is, by the way, folks, open to everybody. Um, any conversation that you want to have about fishing rods, you can have. I, I didn't realize. I mean, that you know, all fiberglass bent butts, everything that's going into this. There's a lot of thought process, so you can imagine <clears throat> what the regular rods that we use every day are like. Okay, and that's why I think uh, Ron and I and Tony have been in, and Andrew have been fascinated with these rods because it, I mean they're ready to roll and they're serious rods and and we like that. So I just wanted to make a mention of that because we lose sight of all the different specialized things that rods are required to do. When when I look at Marciano, for example. And uh, the type of equipment he uses over there versus when we bring him over here to fish for tuna. And he goes, oh, these are tinker toys, you know. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, guess <laughs> what, you know. It's a different type of fish. Well, all these things are within the lineup of Fishing Syndicate, okay. And one of the things that I like about you, if there's something, actually, if there isn't something out there, you'll try to find it. You'll try to design it. And um, that goes with all the talk. I see that Steve Carson is sharing some what a bent butt fishing rod looks like, okay, for the deep drop in the sword. And, yeah, it's a short rod, the one that uh, Steve has there. Why don't you share a couple of yours as well on Friends yeah, and Chronicles? All right. So, post a couple right now. All right. Now, along with that, Rick, you just said that there was a, a mishap. What, what happened? Well, uh, these rods with these big reels are actually leashed and i was wondering well why would you leash them they're on a, you know they're on a rod holder they're well what happens is depending on the drift sometimes it requires you to move that rod from one side to the other uh, with the amount of weight that's being used to reach these depths you don't even realize it when you pull that rod out of the rod holder and that weight takes over it can pull you over or you can let go of the rod and that's why it needs to be leashed because there's an awful lot of uh, drag on the other side well, when you lift it up. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what, how much weight are you dropping? Uh, I believe that one of the weights that we were using there was 15 pounds. Right. Um, Jeez. 
<laughs> a lot of serious weight. Yeah, well, back in the day, you know, when we used to do some drops, I, I we never went to 1,400 feet, I don't remember, but I've been to, I think 1,200 was our max, and we were using 10 pounds, a 10-pound ball, you know, to get down there, so yeah, I can imagine. Um, so anyway, so you have, to, you, you have to go and you have to try to find uh, a range. Um, how do you make the determination how you, where you drop it to? So based on what they see on the meter, these fish are so deep you don't really meter them. I spoke a lot to the captain. He said you can't meter the fish. So you meter the, the, this, this line of like scrap on the bottom or off the bottom and that's basically the area where they will feed where you get that disturbance on on your meter and so that's where you want to drop your bait down to uh, right on that level where you see that you don't really see the fish so it's kind of a blind thing mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing it you're fishing you know water temp temperature breaks current breaks and, and such uh, to target these fish when you're really doing it blindly so it's very very challenging to actually get a bite and what are you using what are you using for bait uh so we use two types of bait that that uh surge baskets rigged which was amazing to watch them rig these things uh one of them was the big uh the big squids mm -hmm. that he laced up you know perfectly with a big 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 size hook i forget the size of it but Probably a 10 odd yeah, 10 yeah. or 11 yeah, yeah, big, big, large hook. And then uh, also rigged up a flying fish the same way, except for with a flying fish, unlike for the tuna, he cut all the wings off, the tail off, actually ran the backbone out of the fish to run the hook in that slot and then tie it all up, twine it in right. uh, to present that bait. Very similar to how you'd uh, probably uh, work a ballyhoo. Yep. Uh, Carson, what's your take on the uh, deep drop? Well, I haven't done it. I'm jealous of the people that have, and um, uh, some good friends of ours have, have done it and been successful fairly recently, so looking for a chance. And interestingly, at the ICAST show, although I will not be in that section of the booth, but uh, Pure Fishing, which is the parent company of Penn, just bought probably the most popular on the higher-priced end uh, electric reel on the market, Hooker Electric. So I'm, I guess I'm hoping that wherever I'm positioned in the booth to talk about whatever I talk about, I'm close enough to where I can eavesdrop on all the people that are talking about Hooker Electric because uh, clearly the feeling about them is, wait for it, electric. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you something. Um, Christmas is around the corner, so I, I I could get a little Christmas present. So Steve, okay. I, I hear that um, Sergio wants to take you and I to go uh, do this. Um, oh no no no! But no, he no. but he wants to do it. <laughs> no no! Not, but not he my, wants to do team. it. He doesn't want an electric reel. He wants to man up and crank sixteen hundred feet uh, <laughs> of line. Would negative, you be negative, <laughs> negative. on a single speed? <laughs> <laughs> on a Star Trek. <laughs> That's right. Here's what Sergio's going to do. He's going to go down to the port of Long Beach, and he's going to get—he's going to hire the biggest, strongest longshoreman with the biggest arm, and pay him to crank the fish in. No, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for Christmas, and and, and Uncle Steve Carson is going to send me one of these new reels there that you he, go. Was he just presented. For Christmas, a good Christmas present, I'll have it ready to go. And then Uncle Oliver will send me a rod to match it. 
and then I'll go. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, Danny Jackson, we went out fishing recently, and he's got the, uh, the what's it called? The Tanacom. The Tanacom. Tanacom 500. And we were just regular rock fishing, um, super light reel. I mean, you can actually, you know, unhook the battery. It works this way. It's about the size of Alexa 400, maybe a little bit bigger. A little bigger. bigger. A little okay. bigger. But very doable, uh, very light. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can actually fish it, you know, like a regular reel. But well, then we, we went to about 300 feet, and he just presses a button. And I said, I'm done. <laughs> I said, I'm done. Oh. I'm not fishing. Steve, um, Sergio has been talking with Rick about going bass fishing instead of swordfish fishing. That's what they said. <laughs> That's more his speed. That's more his speed. Although, although there was a, a guy this week, uh, I can't remember his name offhand, he took his family out. I'm not kidding you. Just a guy took out his wife and his three kids. None of the kids was over 10. And they just they were a mile off the San Clemente Pier and... He had his little uh, um, uh, pen slammer three spinning reel with uh, with braid on it and a little mega bait jig. He was just going to catch some sand bass. Spot a bluefin tuna came up right in front of him. He threw into it, looked a 60-pounder. While he's fighting the fish, uh, of course, the wife was watching the little kids to make sure they didn't go overboard. His 8-year-old son was driving the boat. Uh, to help him chase this fish down, and they ultimately landed it. That's awesome. So, yeah. any, anything can happen. I want to know what happens when that happens to Sergio. Well, Sergio, well, you know, I, I mean, I, you know me. I like to throw the bass for, and I have on many occasions. We just got back off a trip. Oh. Believe me, I thought about. It. I was staring at my bass rod, and I go, I just can't do it. I just could not do it because I saw the size of these fish. I think we only had one thirty-pound fish. Everything else was above fifty. We had uh, our biggest was 110, I think it came in right on there. So congratulations to Dave uh, for catching that fish. We had another one that was probably uh, 90, and then everything was cookie cutter between 50 to 70, 50 to 70. Everything was about that range. So that's a good range for me. You know, swordfish, this is a different way of fishing. Swordfish has become very, very popular. Um, The way we we used to in uh, in the past, I mean, you know, you'd see them, you know, sunning themselves. Half the battle was trying to get him to bite a bait, you know. I will talk about that with Rick uh, when he comes on. But, uh, Steve, one, one more uh, quick note here. During the break, Sergio was asking me if I could build him a bass bent bite rod. Um, is Ben working on anything like that? Uh, yeah, I think that one got killed very early in the developmental process. We went, you know, there is a market for it, a market of one person. Oh, man, that's on the heels of a break coming up, right? Because I've been hearing four minutes, three minutes. I hear the music. That way I can Uh slit your throat. All right, we'll be right back. It's Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
This is Trent Rush, and Angels baseball is less than 12 hours away on Angels Radio AM 830 KL. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Anger Chronicles, and we always say when you hear this song, it means one thing, one thing only, that the sheriff's in town, and uh, let me just say, given what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, we're going to really call him the jig slinger. Because there's a lot of barracuda up front there, and you know he, he can't handle himself. <laughs> he just can't handle himself. He's his barracuda, he gets all excited like a little kid. And off he went, and I know he got some on Friday. So without further ado, the jig slinger himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Sergio, and good morning to our, all of our good friends, the All Stars. I call these these men the All Stars: Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, Tony, Andrew, Rick, Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. You got the All Stars there today, Sergio. So. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. It's good stuff. And, you know, you mentioned the Barracuda. Yeah, you know, it's been years, decades, since we've had a, a run on Barracuda locally. When I say locally, of course, Sergio, you and I are uh, coastal Orange County here, and the fish are uh, close. And I'm, I'm just so excited about it because it's lasted like three or four weeks now, and yesterday showed no signs of letting up. There was volumes of fish. They they. They put on a good show yesterday. They didn't bite like they have been, but we still got them. But uh, all the lo- the local boats, especially the Long Beach boats, uh, are really getting them. So, yeah, I fished yesterday, Sergio, on Freedom Boat Club, of course, on the brand-new Angler Chronicles 3. Yeah, by the way, uh, so let me, you're going to make that announcement. Now, now there's three Angler Chronicle boats. So this is a Defiance. I think it's a 22-footer. Is that what we want? Yeah, 22. 22-foot 22 yes. Defiance. Um, all blinged out with Angler Chronicles, so uh, that that really is going to be you. I like my AC Sled 1 and 2. Swordfish boat. Uh, what's that? Swordfish boat. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> with the conversation we're having, be prepared to get hit up. He's got a Tanacon 500. I can just see him putting one of these. That's if I don't call rods, him first. Bent, bent bud rods to put on the rod holder, Jackson. And all you gotta do is press the you, button when you, you go rock fishing. You may just drag me into the water now. Okay, yeah. Well, I tell you, it's just it wasn't fair. It just wasn't fair. 
I'm watching him just push a button, and I'm like cranking. <laughs> On <Yeah>. your 400? <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't even want to do 100 feet with him anymore, okay? So uh, the technology has really gone way, way beyond what we used to do. I mean, back in the day, an electric reel for us was like, I don't know, we, yeah, it was diesel-powered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, but anyway, Danny, um, good stuff there. Uh, you got really good action on, on the um, – on the barracuda i'll be out yeah, on monday it's, it's, it, Sergio, it's a lot of fun in fact i'm going out again monday on the ac3 with nice. the jet, you know my son-in-law jack last well week. i'll be on the and ac sled too so maybe we yeah can we'll hook both up. be out there and and uh you mentioned the tanacom i'm looking forward sergio to fishing with you that you know this late fall and winter we'll we'll both be all decked out with the tanacom yeah, you got lucky. Real. I actually called my um, Daiwa and put an order for it. They, they are backlogged, but uh, yeah, you, you, they're not readily available. If you find one, you got to yeah. get them. You got the 500. I'm going to. Uh, I told them 500 or 750. At this point, just get one. Okay, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I don't want one for for sword fishing. I do want one for the rock fishing, and the yeah. yo-yoing. Yeah. You know, we just went. Oh, yo-yoing! Yeah. I mean, we yeah, just went tuna fishing, it. and the whole yo-yo <laughs> thing. I've forgotten how much, how tiring it is, and you're bringing up 300 to 400 grams in a yo-yo as fast as you can. No, thank you. Those days are long gone. Really, you're gonna yo-yo with that? Huh? You're gonna yo-yo you're with the electric yo-yo. Wow. You're the yo-yo. <laughs> I love yo-yoing. Well, you know, Sergio, when I got to Stanacom, I always spent it back in the wintertime. I went over to uh, see Oliver Solis. He set me up with the perfect balanced uh, fishing syndicate rod with it, and you've you've seen it in action. I fished it. And well, you wouldn't let me yeah. fish it full on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're lucky you got off the boat. I was gonna, you know, I may have to confiscate it next time. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I, w- I was looking for my reel. Yeah. So anyway, no. it's 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 all good, Sergio. Uh, good local fishing. Uh, of course, you've been talking about the. Uh, Tuna War 6 and, and the, the good bluefin that we got going now. So, you know, it's whatever you want. It's, I'm it's actually holding the, on. You know, Ron and I want to get talking about what we did this yeah. week, but I'm waiting for Rick to call, you know. And I, I'm going to yeah, give right, Rick until right, 630, right. and if he doesn't call in, then Ron and I will jump in because we really had a phenomenal tuna day. So um, well, that's good. Sergio, let, let me tell everyone what's on the show tomorrow. Then what I, after, after that, I'd like you to run down that we've got a lot of new programming coming up in the next oh, yeah. several weeks here and i want you to run down what we have coming because i am looking forward to working with john and editing these new episodes and anyway for tomorrow of course we're on valley sports west same deal as fox is same channel same time and everything but tomorrow gonna run again a calico chaos with our good friends mike lane and scott pestle you know this this is not only wide open calico bass fishing at San Clemente Island. Uh, there's good tutorials. Right now, there's a lot of private boaters fishing San Clemente Island. So there's good tutorials, great tutorials on how to fish the island, and also safety information, uh, information about how to find out about the weather, the closures, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 na- the Navy. That is so the Navy important. Island. So important, yeah. you know, um, because, it, I mean, you, and you can be run out of there as fast as you can imagine. Uh, even if it's open, they can close it on the spot. But always remember that is a, uh, a naval island, um, which we applaud yeah. because they tried to MLPA it, and they couldn't do it because the military said, no, 
it's our island. You're not going to close it. No closures as far as fishing. So, that wow, was you know cool. what, Sergio? I, I didn't know that. That's yeah. wonderful. They said no. Now there are some places. You know, let me tell you how crazy that island is. There's places they won't let you anchor, and people, how come I can't anchor here? Because they're, they're they believe there's undetonated bombs on the bottom. They don't. They don't want oh you to go gosh. down with an anchor, hit a bomb, uh, you know, a torpedo or whatever, and, and that's. So there's areas they, they do, do that. I've seen them. I've seen the um, the ships actually bombarded. If you get close to the island, you can see these mock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see Iraq there. You can see Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, it's all there, and then you can see. I've seen the island get blown up. Yeah, but you know, one of the things that was really cool about this particular trip is we got on a bass boat. We went over there, and Rick, you're gonna appreciate this. Uh, we got into that kelp, into some of the coves real tight. And it's a different type of fishing that most people are accustomed to. This is not your typical calico bass fishing on a party boat. This is hanging tight, casting a plastic lure in there, and going as fast as you can. Their technique is you go as fast as you can possibly turn the handle. And yeah. they really are inciting a uh, reaction bite. And it, it just changes. When, when you get dialed into that, it changes the whole... Um, phenomenon and it brings out the bigger fish in fact if I'm not mistaken they actually had to look at me and said okay we taught you enough sit down now <laughs> I, I, I got a, a bigger calico than they did <laughs> I had to get the bigger one that day but it was really um, a lot of fun there's a lot of tutorials uh, so if you guys are interested in making sure you catch some of the bigger calico bass tight uh, this is the way to go. If you got your own private boat, this is key too because you don't have to go to Clemente. You can go just Palos Verdes has that same type of scenario. And as right. the kelp right. comes back, you're going to see more and more of that. Now, how much kelp back? I don't know because uh, when I was out there on Monday, the water temperature was 60, was 69.6 at one point. So how, how warm was it for you? Exactly that, 69, 8, uh, almost 70 degrees, uh, Sergio. Yeah, so I, now Monday we both had the boat, so uh, we'll go out there. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about even going out a bit, maybe 10 miles straight out, and see if I can see a patty, okay? And because um, you know the patty's right now in the middle going to be holding something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you, uh, you you never know about that. Yeah, so I might you never try know that. about that. All right, Jackson. Anyway, you, you, yeah, you mentioned the Navy. One one real quick, you know that it's it's the same today as it was. You know, I was I was in the Navy and back and forth to Vietnam in in the sixties, and and we used to train and shell even in the sixties, San Clemente Island. And I remember we had to run some practice. <laughs> well, we didn't. We politely asked them to leave. You know, we didn't want to shoot anybody. So it was the same. Nothing's changed, Sergio. The Navy no. still uses. So you 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 were in the Navy. Did you sail the seven seas in the Navy? Did you sail the seven seas in the Navy? Well, I, put your mind at ease. <laughs> See, so I, you, were, I were you one of the village people? That's what I want to know. No, I was not. I was not. You know, I was not. But Ron you know, is I, Ron I, is shaking his head, looking at me. Goes. <laughs> Too much coffee, Serge. Too much coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's all those true. donuts you all right, have. Anyway, Sergio, <laughs> Calico Chaos tomorrow morning at 8.30. Uh, first of all, 8 o'clock, you one last look at the Wahoo Gold Cup. You mentioned uh, right now the uh, Dorado shootouts going on. You know, yeah. the Van Warmer Resorts are wide open now. Oh, yeah. And, 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 of course, and this, 
And, and I think they what did really good. I saw some photos from this morning that are coming up on social media. They're really good. Okay, well, you asked to, you know, what, what what's on the uh, editing uh, bay. Uh, yeah. Big shout-out right now, because I know he's listening, Captain Andy Reese. He's listening, so a big, huge shout-out to uh, him and his entire fire station. Uh, we had a great trip. In fact, uh, Ron, Oliver, Rick, we, we, all, we were all involved in this. Uh, was it the... Mm, was it which uh -oh. one was it night 21st 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 annual run you know he was on the tornado i was on the el dorado and off he went and we raised what, some money one? weren't you on the tornado yeah <laughs> oh that one one yes <laughs> I, I almost forgot okay looks like that that donut kicked in all right so we i was on the el dorado and, and we filmed this uh, great event we had about five different um stations come together they compete against each other for fun and bragging rights but they raise money for the grossman burn center so um, for all the burn victims so that, that's a big kudos so we have the firemen's uh fish off uh we have an uh, the one we we have uh, tuna wars we have the um lake elsinore dream extreme Ocean Odyssey now. We have the Ocean Odyssey we just did. Uh, you and I are working on one for Freedom Boat Club. Uh, help me out here, Jackson. I do. Well, Cedrus, uh, you mentioned Oh, yeah, well, that, the, uh, those are the ones we already have in the can film. Now they need to go to editing process. But coming up is uh, Ryan and I will be down in Cedros for a week, so we'll do Cedros. Then we'll be going to the East Cape. Two episodes will come out of that. One for the shoe giveaway and one for the East Cape itself. Um, we've got another two and a half day on the Ocean Odyssey all in September. Uh, we want to get on the Victory, and uh, we're going to get out in the and Victory. That, and that should be set here with next week. Excellent. So, yeah, Ron's going to get together with um, with both George. Steve and George of the Victory, and we're going to do what we call a Long Beach Sport Fishing emphasis. So we'll have some that, – that show will have – the El Dorado and the Victory right. primarily, and then the, what you said, the Dreamer was the other one? Yeah, the Dreamer and then the Aron. And the Aron. So we'll have to take trips on all that and go out there and get some film. We'll make that. So there's a lot of good things coming down the pipeline. Oh, forgot, we're going to Ketchikan in, in August. So we'll do some Alaska. So, I mean, there, there's a little bit of everything that's going to be going on. Andrew, remember the totem well, pole. I remember the totem pole. I'm still in the water. <laughs> no, the totem pole, you know, you're six feet underground, that's where you are right now. Oh, boy. Okay. Dang. Anyway, Jackson, uh, I got the music. You want to hang or you want to go? No, I'll, I'll hang up and uh, listen to you guys. It's a great show going on this morning. Too, All right. You know? Thanks, Jackson. Okay. All right. All right, you bet. You guys have a good one. All, All right, right, thank you. Hey, okay, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA. This is Angry Chronicles. We'll be right back. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between her knees. Jackie's saying, Angels Radio, AMA 30. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. 
fishing fanatics will love a value-packed membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AM 830. You know... This is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA, and Angler Chronicles. But you know that never second best, as you know, this song says. And uh, when, when that is said, we have to go to, in fact, I'm going to let Ron do the introduction. Go ahead, Ron. You know, there are certain people out there that just know how to do things right. And if you're talking about Steve Phelps at Long Beach Sport Fishing, you can't do any better than that. Good morning, Steve. Hey, thanks, guys. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Hey, hey, hey. There it is. No, Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. I'm going to warn you. Okay. Oliver's in the house here. (laughs) So anything could happen. Okay. So anyway, good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so uh, I'm sorry. So what, first of all, I know the fishing's been excellent for you guys out there, but Give it your best spin on, uh, you know, the quality of the fish I think everybody wants to find out. Yeah, the quality's been excellent, you know, especially on the overnight trips. Uh, oh, 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 hold on, Steve. Hold on, Steve. I hear something. <laughs> all right, I'm all in. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right. all right, so, yeah, all right, put that away. Steve, we love you, brother. Okay, yeah, all right, so so let's talk about this. Okay, we got, uh, you were mentioning the, um, well, let's, the Eldorado. Let's the Eldorado. start with the, you let's know, the quality there. and what they've been doing. Yeah, they, uh, Captain Jeff on Monday, they ended up with 54 white sea bass, guys. And those wait, wait, 54? 54. 54 wow. white sea bass and a handful of yellowtail. They got a couple 60-pound sea bass in the mix, but, you know, they were all nice fish. It was it was quality, and he's going to be doing that, you know, I'm assuming every trip and, until they, you know, until they decide they don't want to bite anymore. But it's been really, really good fishing overnight for Captain Jeff on the El Dorado. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll tell great. you what. I mean, I know, I know they've been getting into yellowtail, white sea bass, halibut. Plus, then you get to load up on all the local rockfish. I mean, you know, you got... Uh, and the, and we're talking some bigger models. This is see, this is where the Tenacom 500 would be good for me, not the 1,000. <laughs> so tell tell them to cut it in half, and uh-huh. then I'll take half of it. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So Steve, um, and hasn't he been doing some calico fishing? Uh, the Eldorado. Yeah. Yeah, the Eldorado. They've been getting a few bass. Not they haven't really been concentrating on the uh, on the calicos when the, you know when the sea bass have been biting, but it's a. Uh, it's been good. The calico bass fishing has actually been really good local right. for the victory. They've been uh, they've been posting big numbers of barracuda still, and even though they did taper off from last week, you know the cuda bite, but it's been pretty pretty steady. What they've been doing is, uh, you know, picking away at the barracuda and bass in the morning, then going out and loading up on sculpin limits of sculpin, and then coming back in the afternoon. The afternoon bite's been you know been really good. So they've been averaging 100 to 200 barracuda a day, along with 
whole lot of calico bass. It's been it's been really good fishing locally and overnight, guys. So nice. I'd get out now. There, it's 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 a good season so far. The best we've had in years. You know what? You're right. We've, the best we've had we, we we've had at least in, in probably four or five years because we haven't we didn't have the barracuda around. Mm-hmm. And we were missing that. And I know a lot of people say oh, barracuda, but let me tell you something. There's nothing funner. You just take on it, the jig. On, on the, the jig, jig okay. Yep. And if I remember correctly, a UFO one blue and white. I mean, that was that was the money maker, or or, or chrome and white. I mean, chrome and blue, and, and, and they were just amazing things to do. And I told Ron, and we should go out there. And I'm I've, I've actually went over there a couple times uh, last week because. I just want to get in the practice. We haven't thrown a, a surface iron on a haul long. Wow, I got right? cedros coming up, so it's it's, it's good practice to, to throw out and, and get back into sink. We've been fishing primarily bait for and some deep, di- I mean deep uh, water tuna. You know, we, we we haven't done a lot of surface iron action, and and you you can lose a little bit of the rhythm. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's touch. A, it's a good way of putting it. You know, p- putting you back in, in into place with that. So, uh, looking forward to it. I saw the victory out there. I'm sure I'll see the victory on Monday. I'm going back out there to play with those things again. Um, you know, Rick is uh, Rick gets me. Um, we've been on the boat together on the center console, and uh, he likes the same type of fishing. I, there's just something about bass. Um, yeah, you know, it's. It's funny, you look at the Jimmy Deckers of the world, for example, or, or the Ben Secrets of the world. They fish everything, but there's just a certain there's a certain thing about bass you can't get out of your head and uh, and out of your blood. And I know you love throwing hookup baits. You're the hookup oh, yeah. bait guy. And um, I saw you put on the little clinic there in the corner of the... Uh, what we were the Victory, the, yeah, about yeah, a month ago. That, that was great. Yeah, the only one that beat you was your wife. That's fine. That's how I taught her well. I yeah. taught her well. Oh, oh no, she was beating you over the head with a rod. That's, <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, uh, unbelievable. And I, I hope you heard what we were talking about. And Stephen, you need to get ready. I know you're a little shy on the radio, but you need to get ready because if we do a Long Beach sport fishing television episode, we're going to have to come into the office. And oh, actually, I'll see him on Monday or Tuesday. Nice. Please, so yeah, but I need Steve to, doesn't know that yet. Yeah, but we need to come into the. Well, he, we're not filming Monday or Tuesday. But we're <clears> coming into the office. I'll give you plenty of time, and I'm going to have to get you to, um, to do the thing. Hey, can you do that little thing that uh, uh, Vanilla iced us with a little shaking of the head? Can you do that? <laughs> No, I can't. Oh, too bad. But listen, listen. The one, so, the one so good Steve, thing to take get, away from this is you got your own theme song. Let's, let's, let's get back this fishing. Here. Okay, so uh, Steve, how do we get a hold of you? How do we book? What's the numbers? And <laughs> all right, guys, we do we do uh, request that you book through the website. That's a long, longbeachsportfishing.com, and then you click book online. If you got any any problems with that or have any questions, just give us a call at five six two four three two. Eight nine nine three. Sorry, I'm laughing. That's okay. We're it's laughing. Okay. We laugh all the We're time. We're laughing too. too. Uh, <laughs> no, Along with you. So just thinking of all the ways I'm going to kill Oliver when I see him. <laughs> well, there's 50 ways to slice your brother. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Steve, if we didn't love you, we wouldn't be doing this. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. I, know. I always say, I know. you know, if I don't joke with you, if I don't, if I don't tease you. I don't want to spend any so, time with you. So, Steve, or is there anybody else that you would like to, uh, you know, get out there on, you know, and uh, push or? How about the Dreamer? How what are the they Dreamer? doing? How are they it, doing? Yeah, Dreamer's uh, actually been doing really good on the sea bass. Um, nice. He's been, you know, Captain Allen's. He's, in my opinion, the best on the West Coast for those oh, yeah. sea bass. He's been, 
he's been uh, getting limits or close to limits of sea bass, a few yellowtail, and he is doing really good on the quality calico bass. You know, we have the Dreamer, and we have the Martiosa, we have the Chubasco. We have four six-pack boats, guys. So uh, if you'd like to, if the six-pack deal is your thing, just um, give us a call at the landing, and I'll give you all the information on, you know, how to charter the boats. Let me uh, tell you something about the Dreamer also with uh, Alan. He he is good at chasing that tuna. I used to charter him when he was out of Pierpoint. Well, let me tell you it something. If we do this tuna. episode, we're going to need to get on the Dreamer and get some footage. That's so, right. Um, we're going to have to have, you know, Ron, you're going to be there on Monday. Why don't you start thinking about well, yeah, setting something up? You know, I'm, uh, I've already got in touch with George. Uh, i got to talk to Steve. Uh, I know Steve's a busy guy. Um, we will uh, put this all together, I hope, Monday. And... Um, but I'd like to do all the boats that we can get out there, and, and pretty much the push is the you know Long Beach sport fishing. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a well-run operation, and we really want to show it off, and we're very proud to be associated with this. Yeah, so. you know, we, we have a, what we call you know um, home boats, home boats, home home, home landings. Boats. Okay, uh, Ocean Odyssey down in San Diego, I think Long Beach sport fishing here in Long Beach area. So, absolutely. And, uh, hey, let me let me know if you guys want to do the Dreamer, or maybe we can put some together. Well, we absolutely do, and I we I've, do. So, I've already uh, talked to Steve about getting in touch with Alan, um, and even the uh, you know I know the R on every once in a while likes to uh, get involved in stuff. So we were talking. So about why don't that you do already. this on Monday? You're going to be there, and yeah. uh, he'll come in, and you guys can start uh, the negotiations. Come right? in by, the Dreamer. Are All you right. there? Are you there later today, Steve? Oh yeah, I'll be there today. I'm okay. off Mondays and Tuesdays, so Mondays right. and Tuesdays, you guys, you guys plan to film on Monday or Tuesday? No, 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 we're, no, we're not filming. <laughs> oh, no, no, I get it. <laughs> Those are the days we do want to film, right? So you can come with, right? He, exactly, he's gonna be off. See, Steve, right. you're fitting right in now. You know how he to get right it. back at it. Okay, so now, you guys know his schedule. Weather. He fishes on Mondays. Okay, so oh, well, yeah? then we'll make sure now. Let me just, uh, Oliver wants to say a few uh, words for you or hum a few bars for you so, on the way out. But is this on his way out? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, we just want to say you do have your own theme song and don't take it bad, okay? I think it's. Dude, this is huge. This is huge. Mm-hmm. When this song came out, dude, we were like, we're all oh, by yeah. the head. Yo, VIP. <laughs> that means you're a VIP, Steve. Just take it. All right, Steve, thank you so much, my bud. And uh, Long Beach Sports Fishing in the house. We'll talk to you soon, all right, bro? All right, you guys take care. Steve. Have a great day. All right, Bye. take care. All right, all right, very cool. Yeah, Ron, uh, on Monday, I know you. it's going to take a little while to get everybody in line, but yeah, uh, if we can get as many boats as possible out of Long Beach Sports well, Fishing, Well, right now, you know, it's a busy story. time, and it's going to be, you know, it's it, it's perfect time to do it because there's everything in the world out there running Yeah, there, there's right fish now. right mm-hmm. now. There's white so it would be great and if we could just get one day, you know, from each boat. We could put this together. We could put this together within three weeks, I think. Oh, and, absolutely. And, All yeah. right, listen, We uh, I've been waiting for Rick to call in, so he may be in a wide-open bike because I've been trying to postpone this whole tune, I think, but we can't do it anymore. When we come back, we're going to get into what's going on locally because all of us have gotten out there oh, yeah. and all of us have landed a few. So this is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. Angler Chronicles. Got tuna? We'll find out. <laughs> well, I'll be right back. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on Angels Radio. AM 830.
Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose baits, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. So get ready for this crazy little thing called fishing. Is Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. You know, I've been trying to wait for Captain Rick Scott to call from the ocean. Honestly, he calls on a sad phone, but who knows what's going on at 6.30 in the morning. He's had some really, really good mornings, good evenings. Uh, Ron, we just got off uh, the boat on Thursday morning. We had a day and a half uh, at Angler Chronicles Fishing School aboard, aboard the ocean, Odyssey at H&M. Um, we left, ready for tuna. Um, there was a night bite yep. immediately following. Uh, not for me, because I don't get up until 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I literally got up at 8 o'clock in the morning, believe it or not. I said, yeah, but Ron was out there all night. Nice. And what'd you catch? You got a tuna. You got a tuna. Um, was it big? I don't remember. It was about, well, we did have one 40-pounder, and that was me. Oh, that was a 40-pounder, okay, but, uh, but at night, was it more apt to be bigger fish or smaller fish? Um, well, that's where we caught the 118. Oh, so that's okay. 118-pounder, and then we caught a 92-pounder. How were they caught? At night. At night. Okay. How were they caught? Nice. All of them were on knife jigs. Knife jigs. Hmm. Wow. You know, it's really yeah. funny because um, Ron picks me up, and um, we're in my garage, and I said, look at this. Put a couple of these together, and I had some knife jigs given to me ages ago mm -hmm. yeah okay and um i go okay you know it's gonna happen it's gonna happen ah, we'll take it what did you fit them put and on I, and i put the monster the owner hook um uh, what do they call those uh carson those uh monsters no the joe zing us uh, the stingers the stinger yeah. okay it's a monster stinger okay. right so they're a little bit stronger a little bit stiffer seven odds 
you ready for this, Jackson? It had this knife chick only had one original hook hanging. You know that was it. I put four stingers on there, two on top, so there was three, three hooks on the top and two hooks on the bottom. And uh, Ron said when he tried it, you had what, like three hooks in them? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was two in the mouth and one on the side and the body. Yeah, wasn't it, going anywhere. It wasn't going to go anywhere. And uh, so even your forty pounder wasn't the on the knife jig. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really funny because you, you guys got to understand when you're fishing this kind of equipment, if it stops falling, you're probably bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, I was talking to the guy who was fighting the the hundred pounder. We didn't know what the size it was then. And I go, I think I'm bit. And I just started re- and boom, it was right there. Yeah. So so for you guys that are, are going to be going out fishing or have been, here's the idea, and I'll let Carson jump in on this. Okay. So you have a jig. It can be a flat fall. It can be an SK. It can be whatever you want. Uh, Williamson, Mega Bay. That everybody has a jig. Okay. Ideally, you want something between 250 to 300, even 400 grams okay i know we're talking grams not ounces but you know google it it'll give you exactly i think 250 is about eight ounces okay but just about that okay so now you're going to take this and all you're going to do is you're not going to cast it you're simply going to drop it on the side of the boat okay it's falling all of a sudden it stops falling it stops moving um you have not reached the bottom of the ocean okay for these yeah. two now, we're fishing 2,500 to 6,000 feet, depending. So you're not going to reach the bottom. You don't have enough line in your reel. So it means that you are hooked. What you need to do is you need to point the rod in the water yeah, and start, start cranking as absolutely fast yes. as you can. And when you do, and when you feel it come tight, you can try to set the hook, but by that time, the fish is already with you. If you're using... Um, fluorocarbon a short fluorocarbon leader to spectra no need to set the hook because it's straight i mean just just crank lift up your rod and have some fun and that's what happened to you right ron yes okay so um that was a good good day of fishing good evening of fishing you got about i don't know 10 well the the fish are so close that we i started uh we i started fishing at two o'clock in the morning and i had my first fish at uh 245 yeah i had my second dream at two o'clock in the morning (laughs) and um then you know we caught three and then it just kind of you know that's what happens you know all of a sudden they're gone and and we motored around looking for them and we found them one time but we didn't get any other ones, but most of the bite was during the day, and it was one. It was steady all that, day long. That was that was cool. You know, I, I thought about getting up in the middle of the night, and I thought to myself, "No, nah, I like to sleep too much." <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Mia, you. I mean, Hia, you understand me because I mean, you're like that with me. We 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 like to, you know, the comfort. I okay. love to sleep in on the boat. I'm not gonna lie. I'll let everybody start fishing, but yeah, sleeping on the boat is like. And you I'll know, be honest with you, and, when, when these mm. fish came on, I didn't even have a clue <laughs> you usually can hear them i had no idea okay so um all good all good uh some of the things that we did was and we can go down the run down here uh now carson i think it was the same for you the jigging at night correct yeah um you can still catch fish on jigs during the daytime but in general mm-hmm. you have to downsize quite a bit uh, typically, the nighttime jigs are going to be, and I, I apologize for the whole metric thing. There, it's confusing to me too, um, but I'm getting used to it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, anything from 170 to 320 grams. Um, just lately, a couple of captains have told me that 220 has been a hot size, and that's like seven and a half, eight ounces. Again, I apologize for the metric thing. 220 grams. And almost always, not always, almost always, you want some sort of glow pattern on your jigs for the nighttime. Um, doesn't have to be, but it's definitely been uh, the preponderance. During the daytime, you downsize quite a bit, uh, typically anywhere from 80 to 100 grams, which is like only three to four ounces. Mm-hmm. Uh, lighter, lighter gear, and you know, obviously you don't have to have um, glow in the dark. Um, probably the most popular color lately has been Katy Perry, which mm-hmm. is a uh, foam with blue and pink. But the truth is, I think that's be, that that's a cause and effect kind of thing. Everybody's using it, so a lot of fish are being caught on it. Yeah. Um, I've well, done uh, well, the, for us, the, well with, with purple or purple and chrome or blue and chrome. So the night bite is a lot different than the day bite. At night, you can get yeah. a, you can get away with and just bigger. About. Yeah, you can get away with just. Yeah, you can you can get away with just about anything at night. They don't even see the. You can fish a hundred pound, a hundred and thirty pound, no problem. I've got a setup which is the uh, FSC seven sixty. Two X H or no X H with the eight hundred, the accurate eight hundred narrow, with a hundred pound spectra and a hundred and thirty pound leader. And I we hooked that up to the knife, and that's the one that you got, Ron, on that rod and reel. And um, it was you know the belly of this particular knife jig is a glow in the dark. Mm-hmm. So everything you just said you know goes in. Now uh, I'm not 170 seems a little bit light for the conditions we had. You needed to have at least 250 to 400 to get to the range that you needed to get because the captain will tell you there are so many feet. You know, when you're doing this kind of fishing, it's not a bad idea to mark your line, okay? And how do you do it? Well, before you go fishing, pull out 100 yards, measure 100 yards, and put a little marker. Just take your, if you use white line like I do, you can take a a marker, you know, one of these Sharpies, and you put it. You can put a little dot for every 100 feet if you want, or every 50 feet. And then when the captain says 100 feet, then you know it's two 50s, okay, so you got to do some math along the way, but it's always a good way to get in the zone. During the day, it was a different story, Ron. Uh, it was primarily a fly line, right? Yeah, pretty much everything was on the fly line until, uh, you know, at the beginning of that night. Um, and it was mostly, uh, I didn't see one fish that was caught on jigging. Uh, During or, the day. Uh, throwing an iron or something like that. Um, they tried. fly lining. Right, um, some actually tried poppers. We did see the fish right. on the surface. And even if it, when they sunk a little bit, you know they were able to chum them up. Um, keys for that, I tried, and this is the, you know if we go say with the bass rod, I got I posted a picture and everybody going on oh, the bass rod on the bass rod guys, dude I thought about it, believe me I thought about it, but fish when I saw the the quality of fish coming up, I go oh that's gonna push it because I on the bass rod I didn't bring let's say like a three hundred or something <laughs> a little bigger I had my uh, my bait caster 300. I go on well, that 300 bait caster is not going to stop it. Uh, it. Although it has 50 pound only, what 150 yards? That'll be the first run gone. So I didn't try that. However, I did throw out 60. You know how many fish I got on 60? Zero. 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 Yep. Okay. And um, both, both uh, Rick and I tried 60, but not getting bit. But the the magic are... seemed to be 40. 
Okay. So in the day, you want to be on the lighter side. Right. Four. Yeah, at night you can use 130. Exactly. Degrees. But 40 seemed to be the magic. But here's something that, that I floral noticed. makes a difference. I was fishing the FSC 800M mm-hmm. medium, which is 20 to 50, uh, with a 500 narrow, two speed, with 40 pound uh, top shot. It doesn't matter what I have in the backing. What's important is the, the top shot, because that's why you're going to mm-hmm. adjust your drag to. So he's at 40 pounds. Now, I had pink fluorocarbon. You know how many bite, uh, bites I got? Zero. Really? Okay? And then I'm, go- I'm just shaking my head. I go, I'm not getting bit. And I'm going to change the fluorocarbon. And I had the fluorocarbon was from a previous trip. I'm just going to change it. And I changed it and put a different one. It was clear. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Instant. Instant. I mean, you know, Ron, Ron saw it. I go, yeah, I'm going to try this. Another thing, people are using Mutu circle hooks. You go right at it. When I saw the size of the fish, everybody shook their head at me, and I said, "Nah, I'm going with a size 2.0 ringed fly line. That's exactly what I did. Okay, and I said, you know, I'm going with this. You know what? I got bit. And I got bit from then on several times. I was able to hook. Unfortunately, I hooked in hand, I think, two or three None of those made it, but the one, at least the one I hooked, I go. landed. Um, we got it on film, which was really cool. So we did uh, turn out to be uh, a great trip. You know, I, I asked John, I said, look, we usually do a feature on the Ocean Odyssey every year. We have two and a half day coming out. And the fishing's really good right now, okay? Why don't you come out and get at least some B-roll, and then we can wrap it up two and a half. Again, by 10, 10.30 in the morning, John goes, Serge, I got 85% of a, of a that, that's our magic number, 85% of an episode, which means to me that he needs a little bit of narration, maybe some beauty shots, and he's done. We were able to put the drone over a, a, a complete foamer. It was crazy. Um, we, we got some unbelievable underwater shots um, and then tuna on the boat. So there'll be two Ocean Odyssey episodes this year, so it's kind of cool. So that that's going on. What to take? Um, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks, and now we went out and did it. Yeah, right? my my fish came on the 500 narrow, uh, you know, and it was uh, 40 pounds. So that seemed to be the magic number. My right. second but, fish. So, but talking with Rick, and I'm gonna go a little. It's, we went a little bit low. The 500 had plenty of line for the 80 pound fish. What I would recommend for everybody's a 600 size reel, which would be, uh, in pen would be what, Steve? That'd be about like a, a torque or a fathom 30 two-speed. Okay, so you want, two-speed helps a lot. I would take that, put 65-pound braid on it all the way to the top, and then you just change it out. I think I was using a maximum of three and a half, four-foot leader. Yep. Okay, that's all. I don't want the knot going through the eye of the rod. That way it doesn't mess with my uh, my casting. When you're casting a sardine, it's very easy for the wind to pick it up and, and move it. I mean, it, casting becomes a big deal. So when we come back, what I want to talk to before we close out the show is the right gear. I see too much of the wrong gear. I really enjoyed watching a guy send out a spinning outfit and I watched it blow up. Okay, I'll explain that when we get back. This is Angels Radio AMA 30KLA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. 
AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. I'm gonna pour some sugar, nah, some salt on it. This is Angels Radio AMA 30K LAA Angler Chronicles. Now, before we go, I want to make sure that we are clear on what to take. There was a lot of the wrong stuff on the boat. Um, to the guy that actually took the the spinning outfit, and I'm not knocking spinning outfit because they do really good stuff in the East Coast with spinning. It's just the right spinning gear. This was not the right spinning gear, and it was really funny, Ron. We saw it. To watch this guy that cast guy. out and hook up to an 80-pound bluefin tuna <laughs> who decided he was going to go to town, and I saw a line. I mean, there wasn't smoke and fire because I don't know why, but, I mean, this thing just going, and all of a sudden you just hear this pow, and what happened is the spool actually came out of the reel and went flying into the water. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so imagine how fast it had to go. For, for the screw that's on top, it, it came out. I don't know what what he did wrong, but it just went flying. And well, the, the, the funny part was is the look on the face like, oh, what happened? <laughs> so let me tell you what happened. I didn't have the heart to tell him on the spot because he was, that, that, that reel's done. Um, you got to have the right gear. So the, what what is the right gear? Right now, who knows? You need... There's yeah. fish from 20 to 200 pounds out there. They're right outside of Oceanside, so it's very accessible. Uh, from a three-quarter day to three-day, they're all in the same area. So you're going to catch these fish 20 to 200. You need to have the right gear. This is what I took, and it was more than enough. I took the FSC 800L that gave me 15 to 30, so that's a great 20-pound stick. I took the 800M, which is 20 to 50, which is the old uh, Calstar 670 size, right? Yep. Except, except it's a composite, so it's not just fiberglass. It's, it's a you got backbone and you got sensitivity. The 800M, 20 to 50. That he was using 40 on that, and then I took the H. The H is rated for 30 to 60, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I had the 760 and the 800 and the 7. So I had the seven, seven and a half. Three heavies. Eight. So I said three heavies, 
okay, because they're an ideal reel for me anyway to put like a, a 600 size reel or like, um, um, like Steve said, yeah, like a 30, size 30 pen, okay? Definitely you want two speed um, if, you, if the fish is over 100. I don't use two speed until, gosh, until they're about 100 pounds because I don't seem to, it's okay. But I mean, it, it, that's just taste. You don't really need it. It's good to have, but you don't need it. But that's what you want. And then you want one big heavy, probably the XH, XXH. I had one of those with the 800 narrow mm -hmm. uh, that had a 100 pound with a 130 pound liter. Uh, that would have done the job. So it is quite a bit of rods, okay? And oh, and throw in the bass rod, even though I didn't take it out. Mm -hmm. I did fish the receiver and I yeah. got a couple no. of bass receiver. <laughs> and listen, you, you need four rods, right? And the bass rod could be your 20 pound rod. The 20 pound, yeah. Because. But no. But no. You listen to the captain; they'll tell you the size of fish that they're looking at. Well, let me at, tell you when right? they saw when, when Rick saw the the uh, when I brought it on the got on the boat, he saw the bass right. He goes, "You're kidding me, right?" <laughs> and I go, "Dude, remember we go stop at the receiver, okay?" And you know the one thing I didn't do on the way back, Ron, was actually get up. I knew we were. Yeah, you always get I up. I always, you know, I was so tired. I was up. Yeah, I was so tired. I just got going. I actually slept. But you know, it's very important to have that. Here's the one thing, even though I used a regular J-hook, uh, I, I would highly recommend having um, a good selection of Mutu hooks, everything from 3.0 to 5.0, because um, you don't know, you know the size of the bait. The fish were more finicky than I thought they'd be during the day, but there was plenty of fish to be had. Carson, uh, on your trip, were, were they finicky or, or they were pretty pretty good to go? Steve? And I think where people get into trouble with circle hooks is they don't read the label very carefully. And uh, you do want the owner Mutu hooks, but don't get the Super Mutu. That's the extra heavy wire. And don't get the Mutu light, and don't get the Mutu hybrid. <laughs> get the regular Mutu, mm -hmm. size 4, size 2, uh, uh, size 4 with 30-pound line, size 2 with 40-pound line. And let me cast a dissenting vote to something you said earlier. Negative. I got you on. Which you don't need a two-speed on the lighter gear. Uh, that could be a huge, huge mistake. Here's why. Even if you're a 25-year-old professional athlete, which, Sergio, you're not. I'm an athlete. It's a sport. I'm an athlete. <laughs> okay. It's a sport. Um, even if you are that, here's what happens with, even with your 30-pound rig, you, you've got a, a 50, 60, 70-pound tuna hooked, you're fighting him, okay, you're lifting up, you're cranking down, you're lifting up, you're cranking down. Every time you go on the downstroke, that tuna gets to point his nose a little bit down, and even if he's tired, he can kick his tail just a little bit and run, you know, five or ten yards and keep on doing that and really extend the fight. With a two-speed what happens again you, you've got that tuna circling below you you don't lift up you don't reel down you don't do anything like that you just grind and right. that tuna but, but, never but, gets the chance to point his nose up okay well i am with you if possible you definitely want a two-speed i i my, my 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 problem with the single speed versus the two speed is about 150 dollars separating Sergio, a lot of our guys Right, but a lot of a lot of guys can't afford a two-speed reel, and I'm telling you, you can do it with a single speed. It's kind of hard for a fish that's 150 plus. 
Sergio, it's not 150, it's 50. And anybody, if you can afford a ticket on a boat, you can afford a two-speed. Okay, well, then, then okay, yeah, depending on the brand, depending, yeah, depending on the brand. On the brand. Yeah. Uh, so th that's good. Okay, so yeah, like I said, two-speed is good, but it's not necessary. In fact, we had one guy caught three fish. What was he using? The uh, it was a small reel. It was probably the size of a Trinidad 16. It wasn't a Trinidad. It wasn't though, a Trinidad. Uh, but it was something like that. And Metallica. I'll tell you what. Uh, no. The no. only who's the other company has Abbott? a white handle. I, I, it might have been Abbott. Abbott might okay, have been Abbott. Abbott. And, and, you know what, and you know what? Here's the thing. And, and it was it was it was caught. And he caught three of them. So uh, it's doable. Bottom line is this: get out. Right. Go then, fishing right now. Every boat. Unfortunately, some of the stuff on the weekend is sold out. Okay. Yeah. And then there then there was a you know that night that that following night we ended up catching a, about three fish that were on the rubber band you know the uh, the drop and um, Robert Yor. Caught right, a ninety right. plus pounder that night. Yeah, so, I, I caught another band. great sleep. <laughs> Woke up <laughs> before. So um, yeah. So uh, anything. Um, so we were talking about the different rods. You definitely want a, a light, a medium, a heavy, and an extra heavy. If you had to bring four, those are, that covers everything you want. Yeah, I mean the. 20, I would 40, jump. 60, I would jump from the. I would avoid the extra heavy. And I would just go to a double X, something that's really right. rated to handle a hundred, and. Maybe I would avoid the heavy and go with an extra heavy for my 60-pound uh, sinker rig. The light, the medium will be perfect for the live bait fishing, right? 25, 40, 20, 40. You, you could play around with between 20 to 40 on the light and the medium. Uh, even a bass rod could handle 20 when the fish are small. Uh, and, and it's fun. You just got to listen to the captain, to, you know, and, and, and you got to see the fish that are jumping, too. Come on. Right. You, know, you see Volkswagen well, jumping, is, you know, but the problem bring is, out the is light. what we saw and what we landed. So you would see a, a thirty pounder and land an eight. Oh yeah, but it, it, there was, underneath. We, That's the, the thing. It seemed to be the the smaller fish were the ones coming out of the water, as, as usual, and, right? And, as usual, but I'll tell you what, the big ones were. I mean, a I teenager is going to outrun. As all any day, and that's the same thing, you know, physics with fish, right? The smaller fish are the ones that are boiling, unless you get into a big school, a, a school of big fish. Underneath are always the bigger ones, right? And so, if you're the mistake people are making is they're dropping a sinker rig and using a star drag uh, on 40 pound. Yeah, they, you're gonna get bit every time. We saw that on the trip with the Ocean Odyssey. I mean, we lost a lot of fish because people were dropping the sinker rig and the flat fall. On forty pound on single speed reels. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, not, a, that's, that's not gonna happen. Well, the guy that lost the one that remember uh, what they call him peanut butter and jelly guy. Yeah. Um, he we told him quit pumping that, just grind. You have a two speed, quit pumping it. Steve's actually correct, and he just kept pumping it, and it was gone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the the rod also remember the rod is your friend. Okay, so put the rod in the rail. That's why a lot of these new rods have an extended. Uh, we have a, you know, we use a longer right. foregrip for that reason. Right. But it doesn't matter what brand you're using. You know, even as the rod bends onto your handle, even then, or you know, more so then, the rail is your well, friend. Let me tell you yeah. that I was, I was, <laughs> we had two. I they ended up being identical fish. Okay, there was another guy hooked up the same time as me. He had a 100% old school fiberglass rod, and I was on the M. His thing. Looked like the, the letter C, okay? Noodle stick. Mine wasn't. I mean, you, the, the, the tip was mm -hmm. bent, but you could see all the backbone. 
I was able to hold the rod up. He couldn't. He had to have it at the rail. Yep. And, and his fish was going underneath the boat. He could not mm. handle and guide the fish. You can guide and handle a fish. doesn't matter how heavy they are. If you just pull just enough to make them turn, they will turn, and you can get it going. So he actually came up to me and goes, what were you using? Because I'm, like, I'm making it look easy. And it's not me. It's the equipment. Exactly. It, it's the rail. Well, no, it does take, you know, it, it's like when the fish is doing its final circles there, and, and everybody's trying to keep following the fish. No, stay still. At the end, yeah. Yeah, and, and you lose a lot of fish by trying to follow them in that close. I'm sorry. Just yeah, yeah. Keep so, uh, cranking. Yeah, just keep cranking at all times. If you're not cranking, the fish is. Okay, we got okay. a couple schools. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Let's get that in there. Okay, real quick, guys. We do have a trip uh, next week on the uh, Helena. Departs at 6 o'clock out of Dana Wharf. Uh, we do have some spots left, so let's get on it. There's fish everywhere, that, guys. That, that should be a tuna trip. We're only going to take, could what, be, 15? Yes, and they, the Actually, we're has, only taking less than Has landed. Tuna, we're only taking 15 people, and they have landed tuna on it. Uh, and then the following week, we have, we're have we on the Sport King, which is always a great, oh, great, great. It's one of my favorite trips of the year. So uh, Bruce Root, L.A. Waterfront, give us a call. We do have uh, five spots. Five spots left on the – that's it? 714-969. Oh, by the way, these are limited that's load trips. They are. We, we're we only are. taking 25 on the Sport King. Only 25 on the Sport King. We won't take any more than that. All right, so uh, give Run a call, 714-969-9750, or just go to our website. Hit the AC School tab, and you'll get there. All right, got a bit, uh, minute, minute and a half. Uh, Carson, any last-minute advice for these tuna? Fresh line. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Fresh, yeah. fresh line. Yeah. Let me let me just say this because this did happen, <clears throat> Carson. Uh, fluorocarbon, I does have a shelf life, it so does. be careful about that. Mm-hmm. And yep. as you use it every trip. Uh, just because it was good the previous two trips may not be good this trip. Also, check your line after every fish. People have a tendency to just cut a, you know, you lose the hook, but then tie on a new one and you don't realize that your line is frayed about six, seven, uh, six, seven inches above the hook. So, all right, so um, uh, let's see. I've got uh, Andy saying he wants to use the Dreamer for the fish off. Captain oh, nice. Andy Reese. A uh, big shout out to uh, Sean Arnold with uh, Fish Taco Chronicles. He's listening in. And let's see. Uh, don't forget your black light flashlight. That's okay. from Brett. Oh, yeah. All right. If you yeah. want to activate, yeah. Your, charge uh, him up. Uh, charge um, you know, up. well, Captain Andy, uh, that's a six-pack, the Dreamer, right? You're going to. Yeah. I think what Andy's saying is he'd like to come with us when we go. <laughs> okay, that's, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So and we're going we're gonna to have to have a um, a, a meeting a meeting yeah. on the on the brain. <laughs> anyway. Listen, thank you everybody for coming in here today. I know it's uh, early. Uh, Carson, thanks for getting up. Have a great week at ICAST. On behalf of Angler Chronicles, it's a pleasure to love you all. And like we always say, be kind to one another. See ya. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.